Because we have a winner in the donut contest. We also have uh, a content a content announcement for you um, after we get get out, get this out of the way. So Hughes and Pedersen have signed with the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, did they? For how much? Uh, a lot of money. <laughs> a yep. lot of money. Do you want to know? I would, I would love to okay, know. Well, let's Down start, to the dollar. Let's start with Quinn Hughes. $7.85 million over the next six seasons. Seven point eight. That's a lot. Pedersen. Oh, I bet it's more. It's less. Three years. What? $7.35 million. What was the original bet, Steve Nagel? My bet was that Quinn Hughes would make more on his contract than Elias Pettersson. And he is. Isn't that great? And that's only because... I can hear the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> and Thanks. that's only because they signed him for three years. That's right. The value of the deal is really higher. I mean... It's when you think about it, <laughs> less is more. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a way, in a way, it would he costs more. So Jesse bought the donuts, but I, he will not concede defeat. Oh, no, but no, in no. a way, we all bought them. Petter, Isn't that how this works? Pedersen costs more than Hughes. By the way, how? Because they had to reduce his years to pay him less, so his value is higher than Hughes. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm. Oh, what else? Oh, he's eating the donut. He's eating the donut. That's well, good. That's oh tell tell me that that's not true. ASMR. What's in the donut? Is there something? So in it's it? a circular donut, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not. You would expect a cream-filled one. You might expect that. Mm-hmm. You would expect one without a hole to have cream in it, but this has cream in it. Wow. It's got cream throughout. Sorry, I didn't want to like smack into the mic. That's fair. Jesse, you bought really good donuts. Yeah, yeah, Krispy Kreme. They make. I also, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a, uh, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I'm getting that chocolate glazed donut once the show is done. The reason I'm not having it right now is because there's a lot of people who complain every time we eat yeah. on microphone. So I don't want. Don't, don't worry, you're good, Steve. We you, can't hear you. What did you do to earn these? I. I told you guys before, I am the winner here. <laughs> oh, right. You guys made the bet. I win. You shook your gut at the camera. That's right. You did do that. Baby. You did, you did anyway, earn that. So I'm just saying. Um, so I'm just saying uh, Pedersen costs more than Hughes. He's just being paid less. Don LeCision made an interesting point on on Twitter about these contracts when they were signed. And I thought this was like, it's really smart. He's like, Jim Benning, the only thing Jim Benning may regret here is only being able to get Pedersen on three years. Because if it's 7.3 now and he plays and he's healthy, that's a big if because he's been not healthy. If he plays and he's healthy and he's great, seven is going to be a steal. And by the time that deal is up, that is going to be a whopper. But do you care in the meantime? So the rumor was it would have been nine, near nine-something million if they wanted him on the full eight years. Which is... That's to Kaprizovish. Right. So Kaprizov was the bar and the comparison for Pedersen there. Right. After that came through, they had like a little benchmark there. So if I'm Jim Benning, I bite the bullet now and I pay that because I think in eight years, Pedersen at nine million looks great. If you're Jim Benning, though, Jesse, you wouldn't have been in this situation yes. in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He can't he can't do it. They have zero dollars in projected cap space. They do right. have LTIR projected at two point two one million. And I'm not sure I, I really don't know what the situation was with Travis Hammonick is. It's completely up in the air. So I don't know if that counts as LTIR or how that how that all works on the cap because if no idea. If it's non injury but they're not there, I can't imagine he's still on the cap. 
Well, like Drew and was Drew in Montreal? I don't know. He was on LTIR. Yes. Okay, so maybe that's what this. Yes, will be. if if Hamannik's at home for uh, family reasons, then he'll be on LTIR. Yeah, it. Um, but that situation yeah. will solve itself in the next whatever. You know? He also, okay. I don't know if he can be placed on LTIR until the season begins, mm-hmm. right? Because there's off season LTIR. Yeah, which I think they have Furland on. Yes, and Furland doesn't look like he's going to play again. Right. Mm-hmm. So Certainly they, they would have that. But I wonder, you know, that's a good point. I mean, they could have gone, and I'm sure they did consider going to $9 million and six or eight years or whatever it was going to be. Um, I think, I think though, maybe they were like, listen, we believe that we got a chance here. If we're going to have 2 to $5 million on LTIR, if, if Hamannick doesn't play, it's $5 million all season long, and that number goes up and up and up by the trade deadline. You'd be able to bring in some talent with LTIR space by the time the deadline I don't think hits. Vancouver's in a place to be bringing in anyway. Oh, but don't tell that to Jim Bennett. <laughs> well, <laughs> somebody like, needs to they, tell him. They continue to buy. They will always buy. <laughs> I was shocked by the Tucker Pullman number, and, and he's the name that keeps getting brought up here, but like they needed help on defense. Mm-hmm. They did. They did. Badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we know, we can't expose Justin Hall because it's very hard to get that $2 million. You know what? That's looking more and more right. Oh yeah! Wait till Jared McCann scores forty goals, then oh, we'll talk about it. It's okay. gonna hurt my feelings. Yes, that's. Gonna I'm just hurt saying. My feelings, I'm just but saying. Not happening. <laughs> I. You're you're underestimating like how cursed the Leafs are. Yeah, you would you would rather have Jared McCann over Justin Hall? I think it was Alex Kerfoot for me, but I guess they exposed them both, didn't they? They did. Yeah. So if Vegas, uh, Seattle wanted to, they could have taken Kerfoot. Right. And like the Leafs sure seem to think that that's that would be the case if you watch that blueprint video. Um, they thought that they, they were going to take Kerfoot. Yeah, Hall at two mil is uh, it's a, it's good. It's pretty it's good. too good. Like it, you want that on your team. I'm hoping that some. Well, I know not to make this part about the, the show about the Leafs, but I'm hoping that somebody pushes somebody from the system pushes these guys a little bit this year. It's time. I like Lilligren. It's time for Lilligren. It's time for Sandine. It's time. And Pedersen and Hughes. Yeah, and Pedersen and, and Hughes. Hughes. So congratulations, Steve Dangle. You are correct in your <laughs> assumption of where the contracts will be. The defense market's nuts. It it's is. Nuts. It is kind of crazy. Now, um, uh, on the Chris Johnson show from yesterday, we found out a couple of things about the Olympics. And I have to be honest with you. The concept of the Olympics, like the idea of it, is fun. But I'm still kind of bored. <laughs> And I don't know. I don't know why. Am I weird? I'm sort of bored with this already. And I think it's because. I think it's because. I, th- I think I know where this is coming from, but I want him to finish. No, no. Oh, yeah, you, I, I want to hear this I'm argument. I'm trying to. I am trying to. I don't even think there's an argument here. I'm. I'm trying to search myself as to why this is so uninteresting. And I think it's because I haven't been interested since the last gold medal game, uh, with with Canada in it with NHLers because it was the most boring game of all time. That was boring. That's how long it's been. We were one year into doing the podcast. Wow. That's that was a long, the last that's time NHLers were at the Olympics. So there's that. Wow. There's that. It was boring as hell, but they won. That's great. I think number two, it's just that there's, I mean, speculation's our business, right? That's what we do. But it's like, I, I, I mean, like there, the, the, people are already talking about, well, they had to pick three guys to be on the 53-man roster. We'll explain that rule in a second. And, and now when people are really upset about Alex Petrangelo making it, I'm like, I don't. I don't know. He's one no of 53. Upset. There are people who are upset. The, there are people. They had to issue a response right, yeah. to this. They're asking this questions. Morning. Petrangelo. Yeah. 
I'm just asking a question. Yeah, they're asking yeah. questions. Well, you couldn't have picked anybody else. How about it's 53 people. They 55. had to pick 55. They had to pick three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to pick. This so is this is why I'm bored of this. I think short, the short list and the long list. Well, also your short list. The, wow, Dude, we wow. should explain that. Though. Yeah, so so CJ gets into this a little bit more. So we don't need to. But but what did, what is the essential rule here? Yeah, so basically, uh, Canada by October 15th, so a couple days into the season, there's no opportunity for there to be like a breakout player or something like that. Sort of how Tanner Pearson was for the Canadian World Junior Team many years ago. Mm. Like he wasn't on their radar at all. At all. And then they're like, well, he's leading the you didn't OHL ex- you didn't and scoring the 55. No, I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> so there's no chance for a breakout That's player. That's really weird that they did that. Yeah. Well, he he, dude, he wasn't good, and then got good magically. Yeah. Well, that happens. He's. Players develop. Yeah, yeah, I guess. It, like, his case is rare. He went from junior B to, like, elite. Mm-hmm. Was, anyway, uh, but the 55 rule. So Canada, on October 15th, has to come up with a list of 55 guys um, for a long list because I, they got to go into, like, drug testing and stuff like that in order to make the Olympics. So they're being – those 55 guys are being considered – for the Olympic team, and even the guys who don't make it, to my understanding, have to go through like drug testing. Okay. And and the, some of the names discussed were were fascinating. You'll have to listen to the Chris Johnston show to hear them all. Um, but uh, I think Canada might be good. Okay. Well, I think that's cool. Uh, I hope Carey Price is ready because it doesn't look like he's going to start the season. But I, I, I might be a pretty old goaltending group because like, how do you omit Flurry? You just you don't goalie of the year. You can't like. But I'm 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 still not I'm still confused as to why I'm not into this. Is it that it's too far away? I can't figure it out. It's it's way too far away. You can't get attached to a roster. Like five the, months isn't far away. I know, I know, <laughs> but it feels it feels like it's is it because time's messed up because of COVID? Like I don't know. It's I think it's gonna sneak up on you. You're gonna be like, oh, Olympics are happening in two weeks. I think there's a few things. One, you don't want to get attached to a roster. Coming up with a roster right now is pointless. Because the season is going to happen and guys are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, forget guys are going to leapfrog guys. That's natural. But, you know, it's going to be a week before the Olympics and Stamkos is driving hard to the net and he snaps his leg and all of a sudden you're not going to Sochi. Right? Um, so there's that. The other thing, I think it's your body and mind have adapted to COVID and you will not allow yourself to believe it's happening until it's happening. That's probably it. That's 100%. It. I, I've become... I've be, I mean, it's not jaded, but you just become a little bit scared of anything good happening. Well, long-term plans are, uh, oh, yeah, in October, we're going to be at, at this event, are we? It's, yeah. Really? That's it, a good point. Yeah. It's, th- this is what I've said to everyone. Hey, I'll, you know, uh, th- they'll be like, I'll, yeah, I'll see you at Christmas. Uh, maybe you will. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Because who the hell knows? I live my life a quarter mile at a time now, Adam. <laughs> I'm, and I'm together with family, so I'm at my best. That's great. Right I'm glad to hear that. I just, yeah, I don't know. Jesse, are you pumped about this? Is this yeah, something I you're think, like? I think the Olympics is fun. I think I, think, I like no, 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 no. At... I don't, no. I think the Olympics is fun. <laughs> Why do you hate the Olympics? I don't. I, don't I love the Olympics. We had so much fun the last time, but it was just, you know, ah. It was what? It's just, ah. Eh. It's ah. You hear about the Olympics and you're not excited? Well, are you excited about the 53-man list? 55. 55-man list? Um, I'm excited. I like seeing all the rosters that are being built because I know CJ did one on when he was back on .ca. And I was we, we debated that on the show. We built our own little roster when he was on. And mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting conversation. And it's, it's a fun 
underline for the season when you're watching everybody play mm -hmm. and you even if we have that roster when if it's all released i don't know if they release the 55 or if that's internal but it'll They'd be probably find it I'm sure we'll we'll know, but it's fun. Frank Cervalli will read leak every name over the <laughs> yeah. course of 55 hours. It's supposed to come There's out on five names and their parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to drop on Wednesday. He'll drop it on Monday. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. Um, it'll be fun to watch throughout the season. And be like, okay, who's moving up and down this list? Okay, and building your own line combination. So should we do a way too early Olympic list? No. Next week or Tuesday? Like the next Once show or Tuesday? Once we get the 55. Once we get the 55, yeah, we, we do it way it. too early and then we Olympic update. Roster. Okay. Not also, fair. the Americans, I think, is the most interesting thing because they're with Jack Eichel out. They have Ooh. Matthews and then who's up the middle? Uh, CJ said Dylan Larkin. Wait, right. Who, who's which, very good. Which is a, a substantial drop off. Like Matthews <laughs> Eichel is formidable. Yeah. I wonder if Jack, can Jack Eichel, if he's not playing for the Sabres, he can still play in the NHL, right? Or sorry. In, yeah, the in the Olympics, he must be able to. He, well, he can't get a surgery. That's the problem. Like right? he can't play because the Sabers won't let him. Yeah. So, oh my he to, god, he, the Sabers have to allow him. To, I assume we'll have Jack. We have Jack on the show. Yeah, today. we do. So, yeah, we'll get into that. But That's he can't play hockey if the Sabers don't allow him to get surgery because they have the final decision on. So he's going to miss the Olympics because this is yes. going to be a long recovery. Because he's going to miss the Olympics because of this because the, the of other, an owner and a GM. The other thing is like um, there needs to be. I feel like there needs to be more drama. Because there's mm. the, as Canadians, like there's two outcomes. <laughs> Canada wins gold, which is fine, which is expected to the point where it's not even exciting. And yeah. if they lose, it's a catastrophe. <laughs> where, where's Latvia? I want Latvia to storm through everybody and win an with, Olympic gold with medal. With Christos Leskers. Screw it. Yeah, and Christians Rubens, who is probably going to make that team. Man. We went through, Jesse, the first time we had the Olympics on this show, it w it predates you, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Team Austria. Yeah, Team Austria. We went through all the names and tried to pronounce them, and we couldn't. Like, all the Austrian oh, names, it was like, it was a mess. <laughs> it was it was fun. That was, I mean, those simpler days. I think um, there's four contenders here for the gold medal. It's Canada, USA, Finland, Sweden, Russia, maybe Russia. five. Russia's defense always sucks, though. Right. They never, they can't, like, it's so funny. You watch the Russian teams that were, you know, pre-fall of the Soviet Union, and they, like, system. Everything's a system. The defense is a system. They're un unbeatable up close, like Tretiak and that. And it just seems like Russia as a country has produced unbelievable forwards forever. But the, the defensive side of the puck, they're like, ah, I mean, ah. The, the Russian stereotype is so stoic. And yes. the hockey team is anything but. <laughs> oh, it's flash. It's when so much fun. When they're losing, they're on the bench losing their minds. When they're winning, they're off the bench losing their minds. They're just... I, I'll, I'll never... One of the craziest things I've ever seen, Canada's up 3 nothing, heading into the third period of the gold medal game mm -hmm. uh, 2011 in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. I was there, sitting behind Zach Hassian's family. They were... It was we were all very sad after the game. Canada's winning three nothing. Russia scores two. They're still very much losing. The game ends right then. Russia loses. Tarasenko, I think it was, skates by the Canadian bench, waving his friggin' jersey. They were losing. Maniacs. And they won five three. That's where Russia becomes fun though, because when they get rolling, it's yeah. Yeah, watch out. How I are you not? Did anyone on the bench go? But but you're losing. Right. 
And then they won. They won. And then they won. Yeah. Sometimes and you have it. The most, I think the most fun event of the Olympics isn't uh, men's hockey. It's the women's hockey. Like that's, that's going to be the premier event because it's Canada versus USA every single time. And it comes down to somebody screwing up in overtime. I'm not, do we, th- is, is there any, I remember a few, like years and years ago, I can't imagine that this would even be a, a topic of a conversation anymore, but there was at one point a conversation where it's like, oh, the, the, the women's Olympic program is so boring because it's only, it's only the two and they're considering taking it out. I think that was a story at one point it where they're considering, I remember considering taking it out because only two countries were dominating. And I thought, isn't that the exact opposite of what you like? You're supposed to be growing this. Right, it's going to take not how you grow some it. countries a few years. Also, you know, uh, Finland beat. I think it was Canada. Yeah, heading who, into the it their was at the goalie. World Championship. Who was their goalie? Who uh, Nora Ratu? Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I wonder. Unbeatable. Yeah, I wonder who the the sleeper on the on the women's side will be this year. Anyway, uh, will be fascinating to see. I guess eventually. <laughs> Did and we convince you? I think I'm a little more excited now. Okay. Uh, there's a little more t- context yeah. and color for me now. I feel like I'm like, okay, I can get into this. And that's why I suggested, like, do we build a way too early Olympic roster? Yeah. Once the 53 names are out, that's what we'll do. It'll, it'll 55. 55. Why do I keep saying that? Anyway. It'll be great. But like, anyway, fuck Petrangelo. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Garbage. If, when I think of bad players, you know who I think of? Alex Petrangelo. I, I, I sure feel like complaining. That's the most Canadian hockey thing ever. You lock in Alex Petrangelo to, to be on the 55-man roster, and that's a problem. The 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 list of three does not matter. Who is the list of three? Anyway, it's Petrangelo it's and... McDavid and Crosby. Who, oh. have, have you heard of them? Do you know them? Should I've heard I, of them. Should I use I'm, the first I'm actually name? surprised it wasn't like Jonathan Taze. <laughs> I want to see the take. CJ I, brought him up. I want to yeah. find the tweet. Of somebody saying Crosby shouldn't be on that list because he's injured. Do you think that? Do you think that? that I exists? think it's got to be out there. Somebody has had to make that mm. argument. Yeah, like but that. like, like okay, but all that comes down to is are there stupid people? To which, <laughs> yes, there are. Like, I want to know if someone has said yes. They have. <laughs> they have come up with come up with an idea in your head. They've said it. Right, There's yeah. seven billion people. Someone said it. To, I, I, our hunt is let's find the stupid person. Let's find them. <laughs> hunt them down. Interview them. How did you get to this point in your life? What's more on you? It's just, it's just some you it's jackass. Just... <laughs> Why would you? I want to interview your parents. How did you get to I'm gonna, this? I'm going to cancel the search. It's like, the, it's like the, the TikTok with Alex Jones where it's like a motherfucker. Piece of shit, you know, like what? <laughs> you know the TikTok no. side. Listen, fuckhead, you yeah. don't cross the line. Yeah, <laughs> I like the TikToks where it's um, my dad while I'm holding the flashlight while he's fixing something. Yeah, you Mother- son of a bitch, motherfucker, you yeah. shit, <laughs> you fucking goddamn fucker. Man, are you even a dad if you don't get at, get mad at, at around the home normal projects like hanging a picture? It's oh. you can't be you can't be a dad. You have to get mad at the project before it finishes. Must. I like the be a man guy on TikTok too. He's like, can't, can't figure something out. Just, just throw a wrench. Just throw a wrench. Throw a wrench across the room. Be a man. <laughs> I've never seen this, Steve. I've seen Sorry. Be a Man guy. I, 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 can't, I, can't, guy. Even, I can't even talk. I have not Sorry. seen that guy. Um, uh, okay, so so um, let's talk about what we got going on this weekend, gentlemen, because uh, it will be a big weekend for the SDPN feeds wherever you get us. So if you uh, 
if you're watching um if you're watching on youtube if you are listening uh, on like sdp and on spotify or apple or google play whatever um we have something brand new usually we do like a quote-unquote season preview episode but we figured this time it would be kind of more fun if we did a short preview on every team in the NHL. Every single one of them. So starting Friday. There's only six. Going division by division. We will have a, um, we will have 10 minutes on every NHL team. So we're going to start with, I'm not even going to tell you which division. We're starting with the division Friday. Well, it's one of the four. And then there will be another Saturday, another Sunday, another Monday, and then Tuesday we have hockey. That's if you're watching it. Right. If you're listening, you're going to hear uh, the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference. When so will those episodes be out, do you think? Uh, when do we want? Friday and Soon. Saturday? Friday and Saturday is good. Friday and Saturday. Yeah, because they'll be out of date otherwise. <laughs> yeah, let's do Friday, Saturday. You'll, yeah. Friday, you'll get the West. Saturday, you get the East. Right. And it's really, it's actually 10 minutes. I even have a stopwatch going uh, as we record these. We've recorded most, of the, well, half of them already. Yeah, you told me to shut up a lot. Steve, we're done. We're done. We're yeah. done. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. So, uh, lots of content, lots of stuff to consume this weekend over Thanksgiving as you're ignoring your family, which you know you should do. Definitely. And yeah. it's actually, it's not American Thanksgiving, so. Yeah. Oh, screw yeah. them. I know. I know. Screw they them. have Thanksgiving in the better spot. They absolutely yeah. There's have already Halloween in, the in October. Why is it yeah. in October? In November Halloween is dessert. November in Canada is a is a desolate shithole. Yeah. It's there's no there's November no happiness sucks. in November. No, yeah. we got Remembrance Day, which we need to have, but it would be nice to balance it out with something. It's cold it's and wet. Event. No. But not it's not cold enough to do anything fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's not. It's too wet. West. Too yeah. wet to go outside. You can't do the cold things because it's not cold. You can't do the warm things because it's not warm. You're just it's uncomfortable awful. always. Yeah, yeah. You're and you're always in Toronto anyway because the humidity is so bad here. I never missed the humidity when I when I was in Alberta. Alberta's the best for that. You're always sort of wet. Mm-hmm. You're walking through your house and you're just you could feel it in your clothes. You're like something's wet. That's, I don't know what oh, it is. I, yeah, it's the it's the cold humidity getting into your bones. It's the worst. Smells. Yeah. It would be nice if we had Thanksgiving there at least. Agreed. Agreed, but we you know don't. What? You're selling me on this. I'm telling you, it's <laughs> way better, okay. way better. You gotta have something to look forward to every month. November is the the blah month of the okay. year. It's the worst month. Now, if no offense to anybody born in November, um, I want to talk about. Uh, so we so basically all the all the season previews will happen this weekend. Yesterday to kick off his new show, Jeff Merrick, uh, which you know he now has a t- every day two hour podcast, radio show, broadcast. You might want to call it. What? I like the first one. The radio podcast. Anyway, yeah. he had Gary Bettman on, and that's a heck of a, heck of a lead for a first show. Not okay. bad. Well, and for our listeners, Adam, who is that? Gary Bettman would be <laughs> the guy that runs the NHL. Oh, okay. The the power uh, behind the NHL is Gary Bettman uh-huh. and his merry owners. And um, there's a couple really important parts of this um, that we should we should dissect. So I think the first thing is. Robin Leonard and the second thing's Jack Eichel. Which are one and the same. They are. Connected. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with, and I'm going to quote here directly. Um, I'm, I'm, you might be aware of Robin Leonard's tweets, but we'll get to them in just a second if you haven't seen them. I'm excited to see how many words Gary Bettman used to say nothing. He said, we take Robin's comments seriously and we like in short order to be in a conversation with him so we can hear his concerns directly and we're going to follow up to see what merit they may have, what, what merit there may be to his concerns. You don't have to tweet to get our attention. We have an 800 number, number people can call. You can call us directly. We're an open book. But if he has concerns, we want to hear them. 
and we want to see how they need to be addressed. Now, mm, that's a big mouthful of nothing. Yeah. Mm. Now, now the the out- eight hundred number when you listen to the because I listened to it this morning, it it comes off more cheeky than. It does read. So he's it. just he's is he being a bit cheeky? He is because he can be cheeky. Yes, at the at, when he's when he's so it's saying, not an actual eight hundred number. He's no, it is. That is a literal thing the uh, PA has. Oh, the, okay. the league has like that's okay. a that's okay. a thing they have. But he he says it more tongue in cheek. But it is an actual thing. Okay, if that makes sense. He's he's not trying to be harsh about it. In a I didn't think he was being harsh. Robin I just Leonard thought it. could not call that number. Right, anonymously and not sound exactly like Robin. Robin Leonard. Leonard. Yeah, there are some guys who could call in and you know maybe blend in. Yeah, and he goes on to mention that like there's half the league is walking around with his phone number. Whenever a team is in New York, he sits down with the team and he talks to them. He has a closed door meeting with them. If Batman does, if he if they want to talk with him. So he goes on to explain it first. Okay. Yeah. And and that's listen, I, I wasn't even criticizing the quote. It's no. like he actually came out and said stuff. I think he did. I disagree with you on Steve. I think I think he did say we'd like to address these concerns. What else is he supposed to say? No, he's I not, know. He's not gonna be able to say anything else. Oh. But I, I did I did love this tweet that. from friend of the show, Alan Walsh. Oh. <laughs> he said, was just listening to Gary Bettman on Sportsnet yesterday where he said regarding NHL players. You don't have to tweet to get our attention. We have an 800 number people can call. Uh, we're an open book. Spit my coffee, uh, my morning coffee all over my desk. Oh, wow. That's It's weird that Alan's <laughs> not on Gary's side. So, uh, it's a real break with uh, his traditional practice. Oh, I, eventually, we're going to have to get them in a celebrity boxing match. Like, it has no. to happen, right? Uh, but Yeah. D- yeah. No. no I'm, I'm picturing it. But um, the tweets were, if you missed them, Robin Leonard. Is it common for workplaces to give out benzodiazepines to employees when they travel and, and Ambien? Should that not be done by doctors or a psychiatrist? Asking for a eyes friend, this doesn't happen in Vegas, to be clear, but I know many other teams. I, have, uh, I also have been on teams, but what to do? Hashtag Philadelphia Flyers. Dinosaur coach treating people like robots, not human. Fire these dinosaurs. Fire D- Vigneault, first story. I got proof. Try to shake your way out of this one. So and the, the, he, a lot of people interpreted that to mean Alain Vigneault is giving players drugs. No, which he's not. Which he later clarified, no, that is not what I meant. Right. And we'll get to the Vigneault thing in a second. Okay. And and then Robin finishes with, and they say Ambien is a sleeping pill. It's funny that Rehab told me that's why I didn't have REM sleep. I had eight years with no REM sleep. Great. But yeah, just sleeping pills. Wow. That's why I wanted to add that one in there. So, so let me ask you this. Um, First off, when it comes to Vino there, because those are, uh, that even the way, may, you could see how everybody would have misconstrued that. Although, knowing what we know about how an NHL dressing room works, there's no way a coach is going to have access to prescription pills. It's just not, it just would not, you would think that this would not happen. Pretty hard to believe that that would happen. That said, it's a pretty serious accusation. And I can, I mean, let's be honest. There's a prescription drug crisis happening right now. Uh, everywhere. Even if you're... Per- but the problem is, is that it's being perpetuated by people who can give it to you. It's already an issue with people who are prescribing it. Doctors. Mm-hmm. We've t- There's been countless documentaries on this and how terrible it is. But my thing is, I guess the, 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 the accusation is they're giving this out and there's no prescription here. And the one thing... I mean, I, I applaud Robin for coming forward here, but I, I do have to ask the question 
Um, I, I I hope he's got proof because if this is happening, we gotta we gotta you got you can't have that. But I'm not surprised by it either. Does I, that make sense? No, because similarly to what CJ said on on his show, um, anecdotally, there's hundreds of those stories. Oh yeah, there's there's so many of them, but nobody they, wants to talk about it. No, and and you know guys who are out of the league, like I remember Ryan Kessler was part of a feature with a few other players, and they're just taking so many an unbelievable amount of pain pills. Um, you see the one with Kurt Angle? No, recently it was I think it was a year ago. Kurt Angle, obviously f- former professional wrestler mm-hmm. and Olympic champion. I did, yes, yeah. Tell the story. He was mm-hmm. taking sixty painkillers a day. He claimed when oh. he Six won zero. a gold medal in the Olympics. Oh, that's when. Yeah. I thought it was Ooh. while he was a professional wrestler. Oh, was it? Okay, maybe I have the story doesn't matter. Wrong. Like <laughs> that's no yeah. hu- the human body. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't do that. So the, the NHL, like it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if it was a, a cross sports mm-hmm. i think of uh jesus how long or how many uh pills i take with with a shitty back but like i'm not taking hits right i when you say across sports i think particularly about nfl players and how that's been long rumored and kind of just known you know what i was thinking about today and like if you work in hockey i always i always get a little skeptical when people who work in hockey call for the season to be shorter because I'm like, that's your livelihood. Why are you doing that? Fewer games is not good for you. But then I was thinking about it. Like the NBA and the NHL have a similar season. The baseball season is twice as long. The football season is a fraction of it. The NHL has an 82-game season in a contact sport. Mm-hmm. I thought of that for the first time today. And, and it s- strikes me as... That's an interesting thought because unsustainable. All the other ones aren't contact sports in a way. You no, don't, like you don't there consider is. basketball or yeah, there is contact, but you don't consider them inherently contact sports. There's no bo- body checking allowed. Mm-hmm. I'm sh- you might take you know a few a season. It, or- the heavier the blow on the human body, the less the sport takes place. So boxing and UFC, mixed martial arts, they they take place once. You fight it once every six months if you're on a main card. Yes. In yeah. football, it's once a week. But the NHL, that's a, such a great point. It's 82, just like basketball, where it's not as heavy contact. No, like I remember stories, and, and again, this is why this is why people get concerned about uh, the, the way playing through the pain is um, lionized. Like, I remember stories, uh, you know, oh, there's Shane Corson on the bench and he popped an Advil and he's and he goes right back out there to get Alexi Yashin in, in the in the 2002 playoffs. I mean, it's going to be pretty hard for me to call for the NHL to have a shorter season. But for a contact sport, mm-hmm. it's you're playing over 100 games if you win the cup, if you lose the cup. The worst thing in professional sports is to lose in the Stanley Cup final. So, I want to continue with this. Sports journalist Drew Wheeler indicates sources have told him that the Flyers training staff gave Nolan Patrick, now a Vegas Golden Knight, non-prescribed Ambien and benzodiazepine to help with his traumatic head injury while not disclosing the medication given to him at the time. So, former second overall pick, you know, really highly touted, and he's sort of had his career... He's had major issues with migraines over the last couple of years. Um, and they thought, I didn't realize this. I didn't know that 
Nolan Patrick's career was on the line. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's that's he's crazy. had a very bad time. Yeah. Now, um, Robin Leonard also went out and said he talked about the Buffalo situation, and he said he's like, "Is this? Are we gonna, really going to do this? This Buffalo situation?" And Steve, I know you want to go off on this, but I want to see what I want to tell you what Leonard tweeted. I want to know, or I'm gonna I'm gonna give you what Gary Bettman said, and less about Gary Bettman, more about the Saber situation is where I want you to go, if that makes sense. So, like, because because again, Gary is a lawyer. Gary's not going to say much. <laughs> no, no, I no. Uh, so I've made my peace with that. Yeah. So, so here's here's what it is. So, Robin Leonard basically is like, is is the NHL better with Jack Eichel not in it? And I would say to that, are the Olympics better without Jack Eichel? Hockey is worse without Jack Eichel. Yes. No. And Robin Leonard said they screwed my ankle big time. Then sur- uh then surgery, then pills, no care, almost died. But hey, after forcing leg press for a few weeks uh, after my bad ankle sprain in the first game. This is a foot treatment. Uh, later, my soul is gone after a surgery. Not all, It's not all pretty. And I'm assuming what he means is that they they made him do, like he, sh- he shot a picture of his ankle there. That's gruesome, man. Um, he was doing um, leg press, like, like yeah. you know those big, uh, I don't know what the hell, those weight machines where you're doing leg press where goalies would have to do that because they're on their legs all the time. Sure. With a bad ankle. Um, I, I don't know how big a he's part not. He's not a fan of the Sabres organization, and that's fair. Um, Isn't that the theme? Well, regarding Eichel, this is what Gary Bettman had to say with Jeff Merrick. Uh, we're pretty up to speed in terms of what's going on, and there's a legitimate disagreement among doctors as to what course of treatment would be best, both in the short and long term, and that's what everybody's wrestling with. It's a terrible situation. Hey, at least he said something there. That's true. Um, and then he said, I don't think it's fair to point the finger at anybody in terms of who's right or wrong. I think it's everybody's approaching this with the best of intentions, uh, that the injury is complex, both in its diagnosis and treatment, and I think people will need to be a little more patient. So People will have to be a little more patient? Yeah. And I'm assuming that's because eventually, like, here's the, here's the thing. Jack's like, he might be like under contract and not in control of his body, but he has every right not to show up at the surgery. So they can't like handcuff him and make him go. Right. Mm-hmm. And he'll get paid until then. Now that's obviously not what he wants. Well, so w- one thing Frege has floated a few times on 31 thoughts is the Sabres may could theoretically explore suspending him with the argument that here is a solution Mm -hmm. we've we've given you a solution this player will not get the surgery so if you have a player who's failing a physical so i'm i'm taking this away from jack eichel let's come up with jimmy campbell there's there's a guy named jimmy campbell (laughs) he cannot play until he gets surgery on his Thumb. thumb okay but he refuses to get thumb surgery because there's a different kind of thumb surgery that he wants and the team won't let him do that. So you're arguing, well, there's a path forward here though. We can heal you. We can get you playing and you're refusing to do that. So why are we going to give you $10 million to sit at home when we've offered you a surgery? We've offered you a path forward. And if the Sabres choose that path with Jack Eichel, which they might, that would be very ugly. Well, I, I think that that would... Gary's a smart man. As much as everybody hates that, Gary's extremely smart. Oh, yeah. And I think I think in this particular situation, if they were to go that route, if the Sabres were to go that route, you may as well just fold the team and move it. Yeah. 
the, the Sabres fans would reject it. The, uh, the, the NHL, every fan in the NHL would be howling mad. And, and the and, PA and really, might actually stick up for once. Yeah, and I think it would affect, the PA is weak. But yeah, but this, itself, this affects money. The league itself is being called on to step in and arbitrate the situation. I don't think it reached the point where they're suspending Jack Eichel and they wouldn't step in before that. Yeah. This is, well, I, I, they're, they're shambolic. But, but like this is so here's I don't know if you said this on the show, but you actually said it was I think it was before the show. You said, who did they sign? No one. Who, do, who plays for them? I, so, like, for the season preview, like, we had to do research. I was like, who was their leading scorer last year? It's like Skinner, Middlestat. And it was, it was, it was um, Sam Reinhart, who's gone. Mm-hmm. He was the only guy who scored. Rasmus versus Line. So their, their best remaining scorer is uh, Victor Olofsson. Because oh. uh, you can't add Jack Eichel to that. Taylor Hall's gone. Not that he did much scoring there. They're shambolic. They have two goalies making league minimum. One of them's forty, the other's Aaron Dell. The, the, they're a disgrace. So like, Steve, like they're an on ice disgrace. Before, before off the ice, uh, what are you doing? Before the before the the thing though that I want you to what I wanted you to say is they can't let anyone go through waivers. They have oh. to they have to assemble a roster for at least from waivers. Pierre Engvall goes through waivers. He's a top five saber, Sabres forward. I mean, if you were to talk to Leafs Twitter, and Name we'll get five to this, better. there are some people on Leafs Twitter that say he's a top five forward. Like, on oh, the Leafs, sure, <laughs> great, great. Like he's he's good. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's a separate um, conversation. Separate conversation. But but the Sabers, this is the thing, right? Here. You know, they, we talk about integrity of the game, right? We talk about uh, people talk about that shit all the time. Integrity of the game. If you can look me in the eye and tell me that what the Sabres have, forget Jack Eichel, just as a roster, is integrity in the NHL, you're, you're, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. Every and, and year, I, the, the a team projected to be the worst is able to sign mercenaries. Yes. The Sabres didn't get any. No one wants to go there. I don't even know if they, that they even try. They're they're the reason that uh, they're the reason that players have eight team no trade lists, and I promise you, if Canada gets an eighth team, it'll be nine. <laughs> like they, no one wants to go there. So my problem with the Jack Eichel situation is that there's a path forward here for the Sabers and Kevin Adams and the Pagulas, and they're holding back this player from continuing his life because there you can. One, release the medicals to the other teams. They haven't done that. That's a big issue that was brought up on 31 Thoughts. So, here, go, no, go, go, ahead, go, go ahead. through that. Well, so basically by releasing his medicals to other teams, there are teams trying to negotiate with the Buffalo Sabres who cannot put their best offer forward because they don't actually know his medical situation in detail. So they don't want we to know, trade him then. They're yeah. not serious about so, trading him. No, they have to. Like, oh, I know they do, so, but they're not serious about it. Right. If you're serious about it, you're releasing that. So or they're just it, bad at this. Like, I don't know, man. Exactly. So Kevin Kevin Adams and the owner, they're, they're purposely not giving the medicals to the other teams so they can't make good offers on Jack Eichel, so they can't release them to the other teams. And there are other teams around the league, according to insiders, that are willing to let Jack Eichel get the surgery that he wants if they understand the whole situation. So Jack Eichel's camp is going to these other teams and be like, hey, this is all the information on the surgeries. This is why it's safe and this is why it can happen. And they're considering letting him do that. If it's four teams, five teams, whatever, they're out there. But Kevin Adams 
isn't willing to negotiate and make a deal. So they are holding up this just for just to have a stalemate in an argument that's just, will you get the surgery? No, I want this surgery. Will you get the surgery? No, I want this. That's not that's so just not a circular situation where you control the path forward and you're not letting him do anything. And and again, they would argue we're we're giving you we're offering you a surgery. They're not offering it. They're not. They're 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 demanding it without right. without demanding it. They're right. saying, "Hey, we've offered you one 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 thing that's not an okay. offer." So A, you want the player to get this surgery. He says no. You have a B. Jack Eichel doesn't have a B because he doesn't control one his body, two trading himself. Their B is moving him to a different team that can let him do what he wants. And they're not taking either path. They're just standing in the middle of the road when there's two paths down the road. And they're saying, no, we're the Buffalo Sabres and we're going to be awful in every single way possible. They're, they're shambolic. I'm, I'm, it's, it's a joke. That's why I'm saying the Sabres are not serious about trading Jack Eichel. I don't know why no one else has said it. They are not serious. If you are a Buffalo Sabres fan, hear me now. They are not serious. They want this to continue. This is an ego what? play. Oh, I think because, the Sabres... Because, I think the because Sabres, here's what you got. I think you got I, owners. I think ownership refer to the Sabres as not the Bills. Okay, I think I think what you got here is you got a guy, Kevin Adams, who is trying, who is he's out of his depth. Because if you sign on as a general manager, you need to be able to tell the owner, no, you're wrong and you're acting irrationally and here's why I'm the hockey person. Yeah. He doesn't have that. He clearly doesn't have that relationship mm -hmm. with Sabres management. Clearly, and when he was hired, I got a text from somebody who's inside hockey who were like, "The guy's literally just like their neighbor, that they're friends with." Yes, I have heard <laughs> similar things. And 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 so so beyond that, what? beyond that, this is very clearly Jesse. You pointed it out. They're just standing in the middle. That means it's an ego play. There can be nothing else. It doesn't benefit the team at all. It doesn't benefit the player at the all. It, it hurts, hurts the team. Yeah. It hurts the player. It hurts the league. What it, and and what the the saddest part of this is Sabres fans are some of the best yeah. in the NHL. They're, they're, they are they are a plus. They love people. hockey. They love the game. Love yeah. And the NHL needs to find fans. Uh, needs to develop that. And yes, listen, I get it. Buffalo is a small market relative to the NHL. I get it. But you know, so is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't play or act like a small market team. They are a big. That's a big boy club. They're loyal, and the, fans. and the Sabers could be that too. Yeah. And it's and you know it's, hockey ratings in Buffalo are among the highest in the league. Always. It's it's this is a situation where you have an ego play, and the and and Steve, I think you mentioned something important there. Now that I think about it, they're not the Bills. Meaning, it's like oh, I I could stand on this forever because I still got the Bills. <laughs> All those fans that are mad at me for the Sabres, yeah, they're still going to the Bills game, though. And the great thing about the NHL is the revenue share agreement is so nice for owners that even if you lose money, ah, we'll make up for it. We'll let the rich teams pay for it. So let, let's let's talk a little bit about this because I was I, I tweeted about it yesterday and I, and I got some pushback because there are some fans who are like, no, he's being a uh, – well, there was a show and I don't want to call them out because I like these guys, but they said he's being a spoiled brat. Which really caught me off guard. That, I was surprised to hear that too, and I wondered. I didn't listen to that clip, but I wondered if it caught me off guard. I wondered if they had the insight that maybe Elliot came out with later. I, I don't know. That uh, that you know you know what I mean. Maybe from the out, maybe without some of the context. I want to give these guys. I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt because I I like them a lot too, and that just seemed not like them. Yeah, I was I was I was surprised, but. 
So basically, so there's there's the neck fusion and there's the disc replacement. Mm-hmm. Sabres want him to get the neck fusion, which is traditionally how they fix this problem. Uh, he wants to get disc replacement, which no NHL player has ever gotten. Mm-hmm. This is probably the biggest reservation that the Buffalo Sabres have about it. Because right now he is at very least an asset that can be recovered, mm-hmm. right? Like he could, if he gets the neck fusion, um, which I, I guess players have gotten, right? I couldn't name them, but I assume they won't let him get the disc replacement, but they will let him get this. It's because it's a more proven thing with a longer history and players must have gotten it. Um, and if he gets that, he can recover. He can be Jack Eichel and teams will want to trade for him, mm-hmm. right? If he gets this disc replacement surgery and it's this new thing and what if it goes wrong, then we've then we're on the hook for paying him forever. No, you're not though cuz your contract's insured. Well, okay. However it works, right? But then they can't even like recoup assets or anything and they're out this player, right? So but people have gotten this. And one of the pushbacks that I got was, yeah, but a lot of doctors aren't sure about it. And that is true, but that's how everything in medicine works <laughs> is there's a way things are. Someone discovers something new and doctors are people. They see something new and they go, yeah, I don't know about it. I want to find out until there's more examples. There's more testing. Like if a bunch of people get this surgery mm-hmm. and then in five years, uh, you know, it, there's enough proof that it does well. And then the Sabres will be like, oh, oh yeah, you can do it if some other guy gets it. Because, well, someone on the Hurricanes and someone on the Wild got it and it improved them. But what he's saying is there's this new surgery that, um, I, sh- I should back up, the fusion, you have to get a surgery, you have to get some sort of tinkering with it. And again, I'm not a doctor, but you have to get basically opened up every 10 years. Mm-hmm. This is a young man. If he lives until he's like, what, 85? That's six surgeries on his neck. It's not a permanent fix. It has to be tinkered with. It's not a permanent fix. um, And I I believe it's mixed martial artists have got this disc disc replacement. uh, uh, An NFL player. It's just, it operates the way that your natural discs should. And believe me, I heard this podcast and I was like, can you do it for the back? (laughs) And and they they can't yet because the neck, the the discs in your neck are not load-bearing. Uh, they're, they're, it's for movement. I don't know all the technical terms. Your back is load-bearing. Be more rotational than load-bearing. Yes. Okay. And so this is what he wants. There are plenty of examples of it working, just not as much as the fusion. Right. And uh, so the Sabres will not... Uh, yeah. And, that's, and, that's where we are. And then, and then, so what does Gary Bettman do? He's finally got... He's got a strong ownership group with lots of money in Buffalo. You know that's got to be Gary Bettman's first concern. Can the can the team survive? Do I have a do I have a strong ownership group that isn't going to Arizona Coyotes me over and over and over and over again? By the way, it's not Coyotes fans' fault. I'm saying, but but then after that, he's like like what does what really? Gary's going to probably try to step in as a mediator here, but what real power does he have here? Think about that. I don't know. This is he a- can't he can't literally. It's he's a guy who is a part of an organization going to another organization, like a collective, there's a collective organization of the NHL, but each of these franchises are separate businesses. They're linked, but they're separate. So he's going to go in and say, your greatest asset, I'm going to tell you what to do with it. I don't think so. Yeah. And the problem with that 
telling the Sabres to do anything is that it's written in the CBA that the teams get last right of refusal for surgery. I'd be curious to know how involved the NHL was during Sidney Crosby's saga around <clears throat> around 2011. Like, hey, the most profitable, the most noticeable guy in the entire sport, mm-hmm. the most marketable guy in the entire sport is not playing. Where is he? Mm-hmm. How do we fix this? What's it, what what injury does he have that he hasn't played for over a year and he came back and now he's out again? I, I would love to know where he was at on that. This is Jack Eichel as the captain of the Buffalo Sabres feels right. It always did. Him uh, scoring against the Leafs, telling Leaf fans friggin' sit down in Buffalo, he loved scoring against the Leafs, which Sabres fans hate the Leafs and Leaf fans. It's great. I mean, you know, friendly rivalry and all yeah, that. Yeah. And now he's gone. And But it's okay. We throw the C on Sam Ryan. Oh, he's gone too. Well, Rasmus Ristolainen's been, ah, he's gone too. Well, Linus Olmark was a really good goalie. He's gone too. They got Darlene. Who, good for him. I mean, good I, for if, him. He got paid. He's the only one. Is Skinner the new captain? Is it Matt yeah, Middlestad? You probably hold off on captaincy for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, maybe you can. Maybe you do. I don't know. Anyway, it's 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 long. It's exhaustive. Yeah. But it comes down to the power players here are the Pagulas. They are the ones who ultimately make this decision. Kevin Adams, as most GMs do, has to do what they want. He can fight and whatever. But you know, I mean, even Brian Burke said in his book, he's like, you know, I go into every situation as a GM and say. Uh, don't fight me on hockey decisions or challenge me, but you, but don't override me and because I can't fight. I can't fight a two sword battle with one sword behind my back. Right. And, and, and I think what's, what's happened here, <laughs> which a is a good point. Case. That's such a perky and, quote. And he's, oh my God. and he is, but, but as he says, as the years go on, they always do. They always push in. Owners of always push in. Of course. It's their team. <laughs> right. It's okay. Like I don't mind. I've always said when your owners get involved, you're screwed. Like I don't mind them having a say. It's, it's when they money. get in front of a microphone. <laughs> well, it's when they get in front of a microphone. It's a problem. But when they're making decisions, suggestions, fine. Or hey, where are we at on this? Where I don't mind them barking at Berkey. Hey, our team's losing, and he goes, "Well, here's how I'm planning on making them not lose." I don't think Kevin Adams has that power. Like I, I don't think. I think he probably calls GMs every day and he's like, here's what I want. And they go, can we have this or can we know about this? And he goes, my hands are tied. Really? Yeah. That's, that's why I asked CJ point blank. I'm like, is Kevin Adams in charge of the Buffalo Sabres and CJ should run for office with the very political answer that he gave. So the answer is no. The answer is no. Like the very obvious answer is no. So, so then, so here's my question for Kevin Adams. If you're Kevin Adams in this situation, you get to finally be an NHL GM. Maybe you skipped the line a little bit. Maybe you did. Finally. I mean, he's not very old. No, but Hey, young blood in the sport. That's good. We've been asking for that. Now you you get to be the GM. You're saddled with this horseshit situation by staying here and continuing this. Do you think it increases your chance of being a GM anywhere else? Working in the game anywhere else? Uh, John Ferguson Jr. is still an AGM. But he had good (laughs) AGM experience when he came to Toronto. 
The difference is right. that Adams was never the GM, or was he the AGM for like a minute? Who? Uh, Kevin Adams. Uh, like he didn't he just step in from like a. It wasn't long. Like I know, uh, yeah, I believe you're right. It wasn't long. Okay, so so what I'm saying here is is like everybody's looking at this, and rightly or wrongly, this is your situation. Like there are GMs that manage problematic owners. Look at what Pierre Dorian's done in in Ottawa, right? And he's done a yeah, like job they brought in parameters. P- they brought in they brought in literally a, a megaphone, other Pierre, and right. and Pierre Dorian's like, no, resign me, and they did. Every day you got to manage Pierre Maguire. Yeah, you got to Melnick and Maguire, <laughs> and you managed to put a good team on the ice. Oh, no man. wonder I'm surprised he even has time to call Brady Kachuk. All or nothing sends. Give it to me now. Oh, give it to me now. Would be amazing. Oh. The structure of the Sabers is inherently flawed because I brought up the front office list. Okay, that they every NHL team has to publish on their website. And it goes owner slash CEO, Terry Pagula, True. owner slash president, Kim Pagula, mm-hmm. general manager, Kevin Adams. There, you're missing a slot there where president. you have someone CEO. in between Kevin Adams and the people who are worth billions of dollars and own an NHL team. That every, I, I don't know if every all 31 other teams have this, but... There needs to be a president there who doesn't also have a hand in ownership. There's like president GMs like Burke was here. Mm-hmm. And then I think he was president in Cal- Calgary while Trey Living was the GM. Where's your Brendan Shanahan role? Right. Oh, Burke's well, president wanna, in Pittsburgh, isn't But it? they don't want to pay for that, guys. Don't pay for that. Why so they're paying Eichel $10 million to do nothing. Right. But they would look at that and this is how corporations are like, well, that's our, that's our player budget. That's not our management budget. That's how they look at it. That's absurd. That's how people look at organizations. This is our talent budget. This is our. These are different buckets. There needs to there needs to be another step there. Just somebody com- to communicate with owners and explain to them what's going on here. That's not we always, right. Over the years, we talk about teams and we go, God, I don't see the path forward for, to them being good. And over time, they eventually get good. Mm-hmm. Look at the Sens. It was like, whoa, depressing. Whoa, how do they do it? But look at them. They've been then, good like they've been five great. different times over the last twenty five years. Yeah, but. Players got to be willing to give you a shot. And you're going to hit on some guys. Mm-hmm. When the Leafs were garbage, like Clark MacArthur. Hey, whoa, we, <laughs> we hit. We hit on him. That's and, who. <laughs> and they hit on a trade. and they, they No, no, but you got to be able to sign guys. Yeah. You got to be able to convince people to come to Buffalo. The Oilers, you know, you might not like all the moves that they've made, but they've been able to trade for guys and sign guys. Who the fuck? Frick is going to Buffalo right now as a free agent or someone with some sort of modified no move or no trade clause. If you have any protection at all, if you have a three team, no trade list, one of your three slots has to be the Sabres. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play for that nightmare. What? And now what if I get hurt? Cause those stories have already been out there. If Robin Leonard's complaining about it, Lord knows who else is complaining about it. And the Sabres mm-hmm. aren't the only team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nikita Soshnikov complained about it with the Leafs, right? So they're not blameless in this. Uh, every team has some sort of story. But Robin Leonard's got a story. Who else has a story? Well, we do know one, Jack Eichel. So if I get hurt, am I going to be able to continue my career? Because they want me to get a surgery that I don't want. Like, think about that. Like, they, they got to cut open my neck. Nothing is happening to my neck that I don't want to happen. <laughs> well, that's clearly happening here. 
But here's the other thing. I don't blame them for sitting. So let's look at this from the, the yeah, don't blame them for sitting. Let's look at this from the NHL perspective that they're not going to talk about. But one last thing I want to hit on here is if the NHL allows Jack Eichel to do this in Buffalo. Allows uh, Jack Eichel to do To what? determine his own. Get the surgery he wants. Well, A, they never will. And no, the reason is, is because they play. cannot set that precedent. Yeah, it's not going to play out like that. But it can play out in a, in a way where you make it seem like everybody came to a decision. Sure. But yeah, what I. They're going to lawyer that up. Sure. But let me just say one more time. And it's not because whenever I say this shit, people are like, you believe this. No, I don't believe this. I do believe that he should be able to choose what neck surgery he wants. But what I'm telling you from the cold, hard business side, they cannot have players deciding their own surgeries because. From a asset perspective, which is how they look at these players, they're going to be like, well, uh, we can't we can't have willy-nilly everybody deciding what they're thinking. We have medical doctors. This is why we have this for a reason. we got to keep some sort of uniformity. Um, I mean, if you look at – just look at the vaccine situation, right? Mm-hmm. You have a bunch of players who literally had to have their arms twisted into getting it um, because they believe different things medically. And so, I, so this is why that part of it, if you're waiting for the NHL or the Sabres to relent on this, they will not. That part of it will not relent. But I think that the key out of this, the way out of this, is the Sabres release his medical records to another team and they move him. Sure. And they and they take the L on this one and move on. It's that, better for everybody. That is the obvious move forward here. And if it's an ego play and you're waiting for him to just get the surgery, then your leverage is his pain. Right? Yes, that's the true. The Sabres leverage over Jack Eichel is his suffering. And that's wrong. I know the guy... Makes $10 million a year. Uh, you know, he's probably, uh, you know, living a, a comfier life than you or I, at least financially and everything. But it's his fucking neck. Mm-hmm. He's got to be waking up every day, driving a car. You use your neck for everything. Everything, man. And their leverage over him is his pain and suffering. They're at like, and part of me wonders, like, are they hoping he just relents? So last night, the Leafs, I'm going to move on because I think we've, we've had it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Last night, the Leafs, um, took on the Ottawa senators. And what I, I, I found this kind of funny. Um, they, the Leafs are, I guess there's a stomach bug going around in the dressing room. So they asked to, they asked to cancel the shootout. They're like, Hey, can we not do the shootout? Cause we got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, we got to go do our own shootout. Right. Into the toilet. Oh, no. oh boo. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Um, sharp, sharp right turn. But, uh, but I mean, there were some things to take from last night's game. First off, yeah. Pierre Engvall. Scored. Scored. Yay. Yay. Pierre Engvall. He scored twice. What? What? I, I loved it, though, because Jack Hahn, who worked with the Marlies, that man, I believe, while Pierre Engvall was on it. He was just like, oh my God, Pierre, you're going to get waved. <laughs> and, really? I th- and I think he tweeted that after he scored a goal. And it was, it was basically, it was a, it was just a path that he took behind the net in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. He, I've heard he drives Sheldon Keefe nuts. Um, I can see it. He drives me nuts. He drives me nuts. He but, takes but, too many penalties for a penalty killer. Yeah. And, and he scored, he scored two goals yesterday and all the hot takes about him being great. Like there's, I've, I've seen people go. Goals. I've seen people come out and say, oh, what's the big difference skill-wise between him and Hyman? And I maybe there isn't. Okay, okay. Well, but it's, maybe it's maybe it's between the ears. He's yes, he's a great you know who had a lot of skill 
and and he displayed it and people were like i don't get why so many people are criticizing this player tyler bozak that was an extremely skilled player he made mystifying decisions though jake gardner and played jake gardner is an extremely skilled player skilled mystifying decisions uh taylor hall is an is one of the most skilled players in the league and a few times a season you just go who disconnected your controller (laughs) what what happened what happened and Engvall is ridiculously fast, um, strong, tall. He can shoot. We j- we j- we learned. You know, we we've seen a few times. He's he's not offensively incapable. So what's the problem? The problem is his decision making. And uh, I'm just. I don't think the Leafs are going to be swayed by. Oh, he scored a goal in the preseason on the power play where he's never going to play. He's not going to be on the Leafs' second power play no, unit. He's not, he's not going to be on the Leafs. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so either. Uh, John- I, they, it, his his contract holds him back, unfortunately. Sure. They signed it at a time where that was a reasonable cap it. He had, it was like 15 points in his first 30 games. He was humming along. And there was also um, uh, no pandemic. <laughs> So it looked like the cap was going to continue to go up. And he never scored again. Yeah. And that's the extension. That was it. It's he has to be in like max an 850 uh, K cap hit player. And he's making 1.25. Does anybody pick up Engvall on waivers? If Buffalo doesn't, I don't know what, what they're doing. Like uh, not Buffalo. Does he go anywhere else? Maybe he's just on the Marlies. Should be him or the, man, I tell you what, like if he goes down to the Marlies, it's a victory for the Leafs. Like he's not, horrible right but this is a really hard team to make and he makes too much money so he could geez he would help the sabers he would help the coyotes if he, if he, he would help a signed, lot of teams if he didn't get signed by the sabers or you know claimed by the sabers you know you'd say you said i don't know what the sabers are doing i know exactly what the sabers are doing and that's keeping costs low yeah the two things that i got from you steve this preseason is that you despise Engvall. And you despise Nikita Gusev. Wow. Yeah. Those are the two guys yeah. you are so low Look on at this. right now. We're going to call it, start a segment called, Who Does Steve Hate Now? <laughs> no, you know what it is? <laughs> Who does he it's, hate today? I, uh, I just... The Leafs are very... And, 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 and we got this from the documentary. They are very clear about what they want. It's a great way to run anything. It's a... You know, the the young guys might look at Keefe and go, oh, he's a pain in the ass. Yes, but he's also clear. Yeah, good tell you. Here's what I want. And Engfall over and over and over. That's a guy who's really skilled and does not have Stanley Cup habits. Whoa. What do you mean by that? The, the decision-making, the irresponsibility with the puck. People talk about, like, the puck dying on Wayne Simmons' stick because of what he can't do. The puck dies on Pierre Engvall's stick because of what he can do. He's giving it away at the offensive blue line, taking weird paths behind the net, taking penalties when he doesn't need to. Almost took a couple slashes on, on the penalty kill last night. Like, I just... I don't, I don't hate the guy, but it's a really hard team to make. And, like, I just... I feel like... Keefe feels this way because he's trying to run an NHL team day in and day out. Uh, I think he has less time. And because of what happened last year uh, with the playoffs, I just have less time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it. It's, it's like what we saw in, uh, in the Amazon thing with Jimmy Vesey, 
right? But I think it's like I, 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 you know, from the you know, everybody was hard on Babs for being cut and dry, but at a certain point, you kind of have to be. It's like yeah. okay, I'm done holding your hand. You're 24. Like, what are you in or you out? The Babcock's problem is he seemed to make up his mind about players the first day he met them. Yeah, like yeah, he hadn't even he hadn't even stood in the same. No, no, I get that. I, yeah. I totally yeah. understand. Peter Holland butters his toast weird. You're gone. Yeah, yeah. smells <laughs> dumb. Yeah. yeah, Roman <laughs> Roman Polak exists. Yeah, first liner. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Frank Corrado wears speed stick instead of Old Spice. You're you're yeah gone. yeah. Here's, a, here's another. It was arbitrary, but I can understand yeah. a coach going like, "All right, we've seen enough." You either are or you aren't, and and like Jimmy Visa, I get it's funny. I didn't really care while watching the documentary, and then you talked about it, and I got I get more mad every time I think about it. The, the, dude, what what opportunity would you like? We started you by default on Tavares and yeah. Nylander's wing. What? Oh, I'm sorry. His uh, attitude. I'm sorry. We'll try to we'll try to set you up next time. Yeah. His attitude when they're talking about practice, I was like, he's not fit yeah. for this. Not oh gonna boy, happen. it's not there. You yeah. know what I mean? And and you're trying to get a team with Stanley Cup habits, and he says that mm-hmm. it's, he should have been gone that day. Yeah. Um, like, uh, like, yeah. What well, we I think they probably made up the decision after yeah. that. Right. Why are we Why are we wasting our time? And I look at I look at Hosang, and I he, was just going to bring him up. What not, do you think? He's not wasting our time. He's got flaws. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a couple rough shifts last night. He's falling over. He's getting hit. There was a, a defensive zone giveaway. But the effort's there and the skill is there. There's something you can work with. I don't know if the skill is there. I think he plays like a player. He plays like a player who is Josh Hosang. He was once a really skilled major junior player mm-hmm. who has not developed properly. Notice my wording there. I didn't say he wasn't developed properly by the Islanders, but he has not developed properly. There's all sorts of... He had this one nifty little thing with his... Uh, he lost the puck, but he managed to get it back with his foot. Like, there's there's something there. I don't think it's an NHL player yet. Um, so is he a Marley or a Growler? Like, he clearly wants to stay, right? That'd be great. If he wants to be a Marley, that'd be awesome. That would be and, and wonderful. Look at, look at what they did for Gouch. Yep. Right? Yep. Well... So, Unfortunately, Galch couldn't do it for himself after, but you know, yeah, good, yeah. good, good for uh, Hosang is not wasting our time. There's, there's something there, but I, I, I just look at Gusev and and I'm just like, okay, like it's coming down to decision time. You've given me exactly nothing, so I don't care. What, what do you not see in Gusev? Anything? Like, <laughs> dude, he, I see, I see. Uh, you know what? I don't need. You know what the Leafs don't need? Yeah. A, power play specialist and i know that's going to sound weird because their power play was dog shit no no that's the last thing this team needs when you have i don't think that sounds i don't think that sounds weird if anybody no. thinks that sounds weird with it you know that's got to come from within the guys you're spending yeah. 40 million dollars Marner, on. nylander matthews Tavares, riley thanks <laughs> all right uh, you okay. don't need the one million dollar guy to yeah. step up yeah. in that role <laughs> thanks i don't yeah i don't need my 13th forward <laughs> right. to be uh you know like, but we, goes, he, he he can add bottom six minutes. No, if he, he can can't. play a role, he's not good enough no. defensively. Okay, that's no, the can't. thing, right? He can't. If you don't think the he defense doesn't is play there, a role then. outside of that, I'll right? take he, Nylander every day, or uh, Nylander. Yeah. I'll take. <laughs> you better take Nylander. <laughs> I'll take Engvall every day. Is what I meant to say. I'll okay. take Engvall every day. Yeah. If if you don't think the defense is there, yeah, then it, you're then you're wasting our time. Yeah, are you a bottom six player? Okay. Can you play defense? If the answer is no, get the fuck off my team. Um, There's no. I don't have time. Okay. I don't okay. have. This is this is a no bullshit version of Steve. I don't have time. Nick Robertson. 
Uh, Can he hang? Yeah. He shouldn't make the team. Is he wasting the time? No, he's not wasting the time. He's going to be here for a long time, so I don't think he can waste anybody's time. Is Nick? Well, I was. Uh, he has a lot of things that um, the Leafs uh, should covet. Has a great shot. Has a great shot and a willingness to use it. Yeah, that's key. A willingness to use it. Uh, I love the when he shoved Marner in the blue and white game. I love that. He can't turn it off. I love that. The Leafs need guys who can't turn it off. I love that. But there's no point rushing this guy. And I think you need to be very careful with him uh, to not rush him. Because, again, COVID has screwed up everyone's development. That kid mm-hmm. was supposed to be mangling Major Junior last year. And he was playing in the NHL and, and with the Marlies. He played a playoff game uh, a season and a half ago. Yeah. but then Oh, yeah, he, against Columbus. Yeah. But then he should have been able to go, well... So that that was even unique circumstance. He shouldn't have been there. No. Under the rules, he shouldn't have been there. And then they had to come up with new rules, and he was allowed. And I think Columbus had Liam Foody. And Nick Robertson should not have been on the Marlies. Quinton Byfield should not have been on the Ontario Reign. Mm-hmm. There, there were a lot of guys who, you know, got an experience that they otherwise shouldn't have gotten. Byfield adapted better. I think, well, he was also on a far better And team. Robertson got injured. And Robertson got injured. And, and I think on a lesser team. You don't need to rush team, him. You just don't. On a lesser team, there's like 2015 NHL teams where Nick Robertson's on their NHL team tomorrow. Yeah, next, but well, next week when the season starts. Robertson will... Are you going to lose a guy to waivers because you're putting Nick Robertson on the fourth line. But with the Toronto Maple Leafs, there's such a gluttony of forwards that you don't need oh, Nick Robertson but, right okay. now. Nick Robertson is what the Marlies are for. Right, And I, but I, I have a question. Okay. I'm looking at his skating. He's chaos. It's it's chaotic, right? You it's can, all over the place. I think you can calm him down. Can you? Yeah. I mean, that's why you have Barb on That's why right? you have Barb? Yeah. yeah. I but think I, that's something you can develop. That's not... Skating isn't a skill that's that's gonna stick or you can't learn. Like especially when you see, um, not not necessarily how much he cares, but how much of an energy he can be. That's something that you're not really teaching guys. Right. You read Jimmy VC. You can't teach a guy to play a role and care. And Nick Robertson cares, and you can fix his skating. Okay. He is he is what a lot of skilled young players are. He's inefficient. Hmm. He's, his stride is inefficient. I mean, I, I know exactly who I am saying this, but... <laughs> but I don't I, think this is a... If anybody made it about you at this point, if we're talking about NHL players versus guy. Here, I will I, 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 I will spoil this, um, but like I'm not actually spoiling it. So on Leafs Media Day, I don't know if we talked about this. One of the videos that we shot is I, I took an iPad and we got eight of the Leafs to review me playing off hockey. air we talked oh, about this oh we did this, yeah you're this is revealing it on air it's gonna be it's i cannot wait to see this video it's gonna be really really good um yeah yeah i i did one of them in particular chirped me pretty do you want to say the least that you showed your skating to? uh in order i spoke to wayne simmons jack campbell all right i'm on guy three i'm already forgetting the order john tavares mm-hmm. morgan riley jason spezza Alex Kerfoot, William Nylander, Justin Hall. I got them all. Hmm. Eight guys. All those guys rated your skating abilities. Yep. Showed them <laughs> me getting hit, me shooting the puck. I, I cannot wait for you all to see it. Um, but anyway, getting back. Uh, there's there's a player, man. Like, like he's he just turned 20. 
Mm-hmm. That's he, a that's a top six forward in the making. Yeah, he's going to be fine. Okay, he's going to be fine. Just want to ask the question. Now, totally. lastly, uh, before we get to the press conference here, Josh Archibald. Uh, so I hope I'm spelling this or saying this right, but it's Josh Archibald diagnosed with myo myocarditis, uh, myocarditis out indefinitely. And, uh, that is basically a COVID symptoms. He, he got that through by getting COVID now, you know, under a normal any circumstance, this is not, this is terrible for any sort of person. Uh, let alone an athlete. Um, and the symptoms of this, just the overview, um, if you're in the early stages, you'll have mild symptoms like chest pain, rapid or regular heartbeats, short, shortness of breath. You can see how that would be rough for an athlete. Of course. Um, uh, fluid buildup and swelling in your legs, ankles and feet, fatigue and other symptoms of a viral infection such as a headache, body aches, joint pain, fever, uh, sore throat, diarrhea, um, Complications include heart failure, heart attack and stroke, rapid abnormal heartbeat like arrhythmia, and sudden cardiac arrest. Arrest, excuse me. And there's no specific prevention other than you try to avoid viruses, right? Um. So the thing with this is we know it came from COVID. We know it's an inflammatory con- condition that he's got. And we know that Josh Archibald is a guy that has, on multiple occasions, tweeted out links to far-right anti-vax um, organizations, YouTube channels, whatever you want to call Conspiracy it. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories, all that stuff. And, and and already there were people like, nope, myocarditis is a symptom of the vaccine, your sheep. Yeah. They're, they're, they're hopeless. So hold on. I, I, need to, I need to finish this, please. Just give me one second. I know, I, know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. They're hopeless. It's sad. I want, I want to caution you, if you haven't already, to not dunk on Josh Archibald about this. No. For f- so the reason I would say that to you is, first off, this is a guy that's going through a heart condition, and it's, it, and it's an enormous problem. He may never play in the NHL again. This is a guy that was never going to be a star in the NHL. He was on the bubble as it was, and now... With a heart condition, I mean, he may, you heard it, cardiac arrest can be part of this. You, you, you can have a heart attack. And you have to understand here that Josh Archibald, though part of the problem by spreading a message, uh, you know, the anti-vax message and all this, COVID a hoax, all that bullshit. Beyond all that, he was taken advantage by organizations Profit-driven organizations mm-hmm. that profit off medical inf- misinformation, conspiracy theories, and they know, by the way, exactly what they're doing. This is exactly what we talked about with Bodie Wild. Mm-hmm. They're, they're predatory. Absolutely. And the whole thing here is, from a from a from just an objective perspective, you can't feel anything but sympathy for Josh Archibald, at least in my mind, because a for-profit organization took advantage of a young person who doesn't have necessarily the education or the reasoning skills to figure out what is true and what isn't. And it's unfortunate and it's sad. And yes, he did make this decision. Don't get me wrong. Josh Archibald's an adult. He mm-hmm. made this decision. Mm-hmm. But I am not going to be happy when somebody is less healthy than they were before. That's why we're so pro-vax. Yeah, to, and, and I think, yeah. and one more thing, I think you got to remember here that the, the, these organizations will drop a piece of truth into something 
and then surrounded by bullshit. And that's how they hook you in. It's there's a Shakespeare um, a Shakespeare quote about this, I think, with Macbeth, where they said, you know, be careful about the, those three witches because, and I'm paraphrasing here because I can't quote Shakespeare directly, but remember, you know, they will they will give you the smallest truths to betray you with the biggest lies, essentially. They'll give you something that's truthful to make you trust the, trust them and bring them in, bring you in, and then they'll they'll do what happened here. And, you know, all the people, like I saw some so many responses from people like, yeah, well, it's his fucking problem. Yeah, I mean, yes, it is. Do not become the worst of us. That's... Do not become the worst version of yourself. Do not become the monster. What happened to us? Like, I mean, it's been a stressful time. This I been, give people leeway. This has been the worst year and a half of most of our lives. And yeah, I'll give you some leeway. But to celebrate that is objectively wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, I hope that it got people's attention. I know. I still know that there's a group of guys in the NHL refusing to do it. It's small, but they're they're all under the one agent. I'm just curious. Smoke, fire. I don't know, but I do want to say I I feel terrible for Josh Archibald. I think he was wrong in doing what he was doing, uh, but now he's really going to pay a price, and this will be with him forever. And you know, we all did stupid shit when we were young. Now, was it this serious? Maybe not. But imagine you're misled in your early 20s, which is easy. You're an impressionable, impressionable adult, and it sticks with you forever. So many people have to deal with that, and Josh will have to deal with that. I don't like that. I wish we weren't here. And, and so if I, can, if I can ask anything of you, it's stop tweeting at the guy. Stop quote tweeting the guy. Leave him alone. Let him try to get healthy. And hopefully his example can do some good. As much as this is bad, I hope it shows everybody from, you know, the big leadership on the Oilers, a player that flat out did not get vaccinated in Duncan Keith until like the last minute. I hope it shows them all. Hey, listen. And then still complained about it. This two, is, two Oilers cannot play this season because of COVID. Who's the other one? Alex Stalock. Oh, is, he can't play. Because he got it and uh, I, can't, I can't remember why, but um, long-term complications, he can't play. So this, this is... Let it serve as an example to you that this is quite serious. Even for a young man, that was the other thing, right? Like everybody's like, ah, you're young, you'd be fine. You don't need it unless you're old. You don't need the vaccine. That's the, that's the, that's the truth I can't stand the most because it's the most insidious, right? Even, even Rogan said it. He's like, well, like if you're a young man and, you, and you're, eating, you're eating your vitamins, what's the big problem? Then you could get it on it. Not, okay, shut let's, the fuck let's not but, stray too far. I, no, that's not straying. That's the lie I hate the most. That's part of my point. That's the most insidious one. It's only the old people need that. Well, you're clearly not true. NHL player. So leave Josh Archibald alone. Don't fucking dance when somebody gets this. And everybody, please get your vaccines. That's all I'm going to ask. It's, uh, I, I just saw some of the responses and I was... Well, of course, well... Reminded of the, the little Bo Burnham aside that he did in, in Inside where he goes, can any of us shut the fuck up? <laughs> Jesse <laughs> Jesse said something earlier when I was talking about Petrangelo and he's like people were complaining about that <laughs> yep. or what was the tweet you were to search up the tweet about something and, and uh, oh the Crosby he's stuff? like you can yeah. find the stupid person you can find them can any of us shut the fuck up that's good can any of us shut the fuck up I think the answer is no myself included Anyway. Oh, it, can any of us shut the fuck up? Steve asked into a microphone. 
So let's get into the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I just want to say I've been a very good boy. Uh-huh. And I haven't opened this box once. This Krispy Kreme box. Yeah. Were you going to do that in the middle of the show? Because you probably shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do but that. But all I'm thinking about is this. You're lucky any words have come out of my mouth. Like, all I'm thinking about is this. <laughs> that chocolate glaze is What have we talked down. about so far on the show? Uh, it doesn't matter, really. Oh, yeah. By the way, I just wanted to point out that the uh, the senators are a million five underneath the floor. <laughs> what? Underneath the cap floor. Yeah, they have to... Brady Kachuk will get them to oh, the cap yeah. floor. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. How are they going to fix yeah. that? Crazy. Oh, okay. um, so first question from our Discord. It's on Hi, the, everyone. Steve says hello. This is from X22X. As a fellow adult who never really got to play hockey growing up, would Steve have any suggestions or tips for how to find slash get into into and adult league that teaches hockey slash skating fundamentals. I'm hoping mm. I can finally learn how to play the sport I love to watch. Interesting. That's a difficult one because I never did get into a league. I joined I joined this thing that is basically it's the first half is drills and the second half is scrimmage, but I haven't done it for quite some time because I don't, did you see how the world stopped for a while? Um, but it's it. I do highly recommend it. And hockey is actually a really good way to learn skating because um, so much of learning how to skate is fear, mm-hmm. uh, fear of falling, fear of you know hurting yourself. Um, highly recommend knee and elbow pads because you'll <laughs> you'll take bigger risks. And dude, I was skating at a, a public skate with a buddy. And we were the last two on the ice. So I was like, oh, okay, we'll practice stop and start. So we'll stop, do crossovers, and which is not something I'm good at. And oh, did I eat shit. And right onto my elbow. And I wasn't wearing elbow pads. And my it was sore for a month. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it, it hurt. Especially so, with your body where any little tweak will <laughs> throw you out for a year. Apparently. Like, oh, yeah, it's great. Fall down the stairs every so often. I really am Abe Simpson. And uh, no, but yeah, it's 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 better to wear the pads. And you're going to be wearing pads if you if you play hockey. So um, it's a lot of fun. I learned how to tape sticks from uh, Mark Savard's YouTube channel. Nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I was amazed how quickly I was like, yeah, I'm okay. At Mark Savard also told you you had your elbow pads on the wrong side. <laughs> the wrong side. That maybe, was great. Maybe that's why I hurt myself. Um, yeah, if you look up, like, adult beginner hockey, especially if you're in Canada, I, I don't know where you are. Um, yeah, you should you should be able to find it no problem. Ask, um, ask your friends who play. Because, I mean, they probably know bad players. No offense. Like, I say that as a bad player. A starting player. You're a beginning player, right? I, you'll be, you'd be amazed how quickly you get better. Hmm. Final question. I mean, I'm still shit, but you should see how much better I am than I was when I started. <laughs> this comes from Isaiah WC on our Discord. If he keeps up the play he's showing us, does bunting play on the Matthews line or the Taveras line? I, uh, boy, they really are. I got to think it's going to be Matthews because I feel like Kerfoot's going to be on Tavares. 
and Kampf is going to be the third line center. I have no idea where Kerfoot's going to play, by the way. Really? No idea. I actually really like the idea of a um, Kampf, Kerfoot, Kasha line. But what, what do you like about that line, though? Because Kampf is, he's, you know, Kerfoot, you think, is a 2020 guy over 82 games, right? Ish? Uh, you'd be lucky. Or a 15 like, 20 guy? Yeah, he's more of a playmaker. Okay. Yeah. And Kasha, if he's playing, I, he scored 20 goals once, but you think probably what, 12 to 15? He's going to have to start on the third line, probably. Well, especially, I mean, if you're a right winger and you play on the Leafs, yeah, and you sign there, guess what? Third line. But any, third line is your Stanley Cup there. But any line that Kampf is on is going to be a defensive line. You'd think so. So this is the problem. Uh, that's that's Mikheyev, but he doesn't want to do that. And th- there's you know they're playing him with Tavares and Nylander in the preseason, which he can do. We've seen him do it. Sure. It's not the best use of him. The best uh, lineup that I can see is Richie with Matthews and Marner because it seems like a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. they're going to make it work. Uh, Bunting, Tavares, Nylander, Mikheyev, Kampf, Kasha, and I haven't even put Kerfoot anywhere. So Kerfoot goes up on the second line in Bunting spot. Like, is Bunting going to be on the fourth friggin' line? I guess they'll be moving people around until they find out where they all work, right? This is part of, part of what I love, actually, is uh, the lineup spots, like all throughout are completely up in the air. The magnets are full this year. Oh, the magnets are, oh, I, they're, they're wearing, they're wearing the magnets out. They're not even sticking anymore. They're sliding down. The the McKayev one slides down and they're like, that's appropriate. Like they, they have a really good team. Bunting's versatile because he's got a little bit of his goal scoring touch, but he's a greasy rat. So how about a line of Bunting Spezza Simmons? Ooh, that's pretty fun. Mm. And they can score a little bit and they're going to piss you off. All right, I like that. And so we do Mikheyev, Kampf, Kasha, Kerfoot, um, Tavares, Nylander, and Richie, Matthews, Marner. I think I did it. Okay. What was the question? Is Bunting going to play on the first line? No. Okay. <laughs> Is that it for questions? He can. He we're can. all done. All done for questions. Okay, so listen, we're back Thursday. And then, of course, this weekend, look out for the season preview shows. You're going to have the Western and Eastern conferences on Friday and Saturday on audio. And video, we'll just spread them out. There's going to be 32 different 10-minute clips. Wow. Every team. And in all of them, That's I'm going to be... Dangling my feetsies under the table because we haven't gotten an apron yet. They can't? No, they can't. Why do I always get tweets about it, Jesse? They can see like the top part. They can see your knee. Why is Crosby garbage? The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W Y L D E, and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.